friends, we are back with another episode. Welcome to Read, Inspire, Laugh, where we invite guests every week to talk about a book that they have read and their thoughts and their recommendations on reading and what to do. So uh, today I have Nila with me, who is going to talk about Harry Potter. Hi, Nila. Hi. How have you been? Um, we've been okay. All four of us, my family, are cooped up inside the house because of COVID-19, and that's been kind of stressful. But other than that, I'm pretty okay. I've been calling my friends and stuff a lot, so. Good. I'm glad that you guys are keeping good. Yeah, these are trying times. Stay positive. Mm -hmm. Tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your hobbies. Well, I love to read, if that wasn't already made obvious. Um, I didn't get grounded for reading too much and not paying attention to slightly more important things like eating dinner. I think this is the first time I'm hearing someone getting grounded for <laughs> eating too much. My friend was laughing and telling me, I get grounded for not reading. <laughs> this is hilarious. Okay. What are your other hobbies, Nila? I love to play <laughs> soccer. Um, I wasn't able to do that this season. But either way, I wouldn't have been able to because of COVID-19 and it being canceled. I wasn't able to because of another commitment I have. It's called Co um, Odyssey of the Mind, where we do problem solving. and things. It's really fun. Um, we get to build things. So good Nila, if you mind. get grounded for reading too much, how many times do you get grounded in a day? <laughs> <laughs> like, read under the covers. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, most of the kids and adults have read the series or watched the movie. But for those who haven't, please tell us all about the Harry Potter series. So, Harry Potter, in the beginning of the series, seems like a nor completely normal boy of the fact he's orphaned. Um, he lives with his cousins, and they treat him less than nice. But he's really a kind of an underdog in the beginning but soon realize that he's completely the opposite because he learns that he's actually a wizard he learns this from the gamekeeper at hogwarts the wizarding school where he spends most of his time in the series he meets other wizards learns subjects that you wouldn't think possible if you were just a normal muggle like he thought he was that means just a person he learns charms transfiguration alchemy potions um all kinds of weird subjects. And then he learns in the future that his parents weren't actually killed in a car crash and left him orphaned. They were killed by a dark lord named Voldemort, but we have to call him he who must not be named because it's like a curse or something if you say its name. Of course. But, yeah. And Voldemort has a killing curse and it worked on both of his parents, but it didn't work on Harry. Because And I'm not going to tell you why, because I'll just spoil the series. No one likes that. And Harry and Voldemort are soon getting back on the rise, because with Harry n not being able to be defeated by him, now Voldemort has been kind of cast into exile. And as Harry is going through his wizarding education, Voldemort is slowly climbing up, but back to full power, and Harry is going is ends up having to attempt to defeat him and defeat all of his other nefarious hench people. Tell me about the main characters. Well, the main characters are Harry and his two best friends, 
So his first best friend, the very first one he met, is Ron Weasley. He has a huge family who lives in a tiny cottage. And they're basically the ideal of a wizarding family, which is really nice for Harry because Harry has lived with a muggle family for his whole life. Uh huh. And his other best friend, Hermione, she's what they call a muggle-born. Her parents are both muggles, but she somehow inherited magic. They haven't proven that, how that's possible. But Hermione is the smartest witch, that's what they call girl wizard, in their grade and almost in the whole school, which is really surprising to some people because some people think muggle-borns are terrible and they think that they're stupid and that they've stolen magic from worthy wizards. So I think Hermione and Ron are always fighting, but they end up staying with Harry and being really awesome friends to them, to him. Wonderful. Now I know like Harry Potter has like four houses. Series has four houses in Hogwarts. You associate yourself with which house? Oh, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a total Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. This is the first. Why? So these are the character traits for all the houses. There's Gryffindor, the place for the brave and courageous. There's Hufflepuff for the loyal and kind. There's Slytherin for the ambitious and sometimes arrogant. And then there's Ravenclaw for the intelligent and creative. So I'd like to classify myself in Ravenclaw. Of course, I listed all of the good traits about houses. Ravenclaws can be quite arrogant and prideful and kind of introverted. So that also describes me. Very wise choice. So tell our listeners some quotes by Sir Dumbledore, which really inspires you and you think every kid should understand. So my personal favorite quote by Sir Dumbledore, who is a professor of Hogwarts, is it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live, which kind of, I feel like, keeps people grounded. I mean, some kid is somewhere out there dreaming, I'm going to be a unicorn when I grow up. And yeah, that's not going to happen. So if you kind of put that in the backseat of your mind for a little bit and just get out there and do what you want, you might discover oh my god i really love biology maybe i'll become a doctor when i grow up instead of being a unicorn and i feel like it's kind of cynical to say this but kind of put your dreams in the back seat and think about exploring something new that sounds really cynical lovely thought nila thank you what makes sir dumbledore so great like in what do you think as as a leader Uh, one leader should possess and what quality of Harry do you think made him so special for his friends Dumbledore and his mentors and I mean what's going on with these great leaders well I feel Dumbledore's greatest trait was that he was so empathetic Mm -hmm. he completely understood what Harry was going through he's like an orphan teenager who just learned he's a wizard I mean that that's got to be like a gigantic revelation. So Dumbledore's empathy with that just really helped. And Harry, I think he has another problem. He's having to cope with all of these people telling him, oh, no, because at some point in the series, he almost becomes hated, even though he defeated a dark wizard when he was a baby. So they both have, and Dumbledore has gone through enormous hardships. He lost both of his parents and his youngest sister, who mm-hmm. a other villainous wizard, Grindelwald, but that's a completely different thing. Yes. They've both gone through such ama- 
amazing hardships that they've d- developed a kind of resistance to things, bad things that happened to him. Them, sorry. Harry had to deal with certain people dying. I'm not going to mention because that's more spoilers and I hate when people do that. And Dumbledore had to deal with many others dying. And Dumbledore has a certain empathy to him and Harry has a kind of sparked him that makes people feel that he's a leader. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because they see him as a complete hero for what he did. But as you're exploring the series, you might end up learning that Harry is sometimes introverted at times or sometimes very empathetic to that bad things that happen. Not often, I'll be honest. But Harry is quite kind to people when they need him to be. Mm, exactly because of all these characters that are built up in the story, the series is different. But what do you think sets Harry Potter apart from the other book series? Because, you know, this is created like so much magic in every kid's heart, right? So what sets it apart? I feel like it's kind of a surprise when you think of a magic book. Normally, would like of this kid that has been living in a completely magical family with his whole life and then all of a sudden he learns that he's not that good at magic as he's supposed to be and he goes through all these hardships and stuff but that's not harry potter harry potter is just like a normal kid that's just having normal issues well not all of them are normal he's he ends up being chased by a crazed murderer but he's going through some some completely normal things but he's also going through incredible hardships and the way that the author jk rowling kind of melds that together i think is really amazing plus it was one of the first books of its kind i think i wasn't around when they first came out but now there are a lot more books about wizarding and things which are really cool and i've read almost all of them Mm -hmm. have you read the other series by um jk rowling i haven't been able to because I couldn't get my hands on a copy because I wanted to order it from Amazon, but everything is coming late. Jeeve ordered, my brother ordered new shoes, and that was a week ago. What do you think, like, you know, when, when you said that the main characters of Harry Potter were like Hermione, Ron, I felt there were like so many unsung heroes, right? Like Snape, for example. I feel like later on when we discover the brilliance of Snape, who do you think is the unsung hero in Harry Potter series? I'm sure like there are many, but for you, what's your personal choice? Well, there's so many, like you said. I mean, there's Percy Weasley, who in the end learns, ends up crying over his dead brother's body after he supposedly betrayed his family for the ministry. And there are so many others, but my personal favorite is Neville Longbottom. He's kind of a klutz and stuff, but at the very last book, we learn about Neville's like true bravery, how strong he is, and how he's able to rise, um, rise people and give them a chance. And how, exactly, how he's a true leader, uh, just as much as Harry. He is my favorite unsung hero. Thanks for sharing that. Which book from the series is your personal favorite? Uh, I love all of them, but my I think my favorite is the third book because I like because Harry suffers so much for example the fourth book someone dies right right in front of him and right. he has to deal with that and so so many bad things in the series happen at the very end of books but in this book it ends on a happy note which i think is really awesome and it ends on an awesome note because um, i don't want to spoil this but harry gets the chance to live away from his 
terrible caretakers, the Dursleys, and live in a magical household, which is one of his greatest dreams. I think that's... It's really cool. If you were to acquire magical powers, Nella, (laughs) I want you to think about it. What would you do for yourself and others around you? So the obvious thing people would want to say is, I'm going to stop global warming or something awesome, which I'll get to that later. But first, I have to, like, do something fun because I'm 11. and that's Of course you have to. Yeah, I have to try it out. So I think probably the first thing I would do was I would summon a bunch of candy to fall into my bedroom. I don't think my mom would let me, though. That wouldn't be a good thing. (laughs) That might be another thing I might get grounded from. Summoning candy. I thought you would say, like, not getting grounded for reading. (laughs) I would ask to get all of um, the new books I want before they came out. Because that's the books I've been been really wanting. Very cute, very cute. Um, What about for others around you? I would kill the patriarchy. Mm. Stop global warming. Mm-hmm. And and general inequality, I guess. <laughs> nice. What about travel, Nella? Is travel on your mind? Oh yes, I want to go to Malaysia, Indonesia, mm-hmm. all the Asias. Yes. Um, and I also want to go back to the Caribbean. Oh yeah, be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably next year we can start traveling again. Hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you going to read over the spring break? Well, I want to read um, the latest book in the new series by Rick Riordan, but I don't think that's coming out in spring break. I am reading an awesome historical fiction novel that my teacher gave to all of us for the class. It's called Chains. Chains? Uh huh. It's a historical fiction novel. It's about um, a slave girl during the revolution and her sister. I'm only up to chapter four because I have to read the assigned chapters. But so far, it's been really awesome. I like the what the author is doing. Oh, wow. Do you have, since I know you're an avid reader, um, do you have any fun book titles or activities you can suggest to our little listeners during this trying time of COVID-19? So I got out two of my favorite books. They're, they're both in the beginning of Wonderful Series. They're both kind of similar to Harry Potter. They both feature action, adventure, and magic. But they're kind of different in their own ways, I think. They're different from Harry Potter, but they have the same general theme-ish. So the first one I've heard of is Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's part of one series that leads to another series that leads to another series, and then different other series. It's by Rick Riordan, um, who's a fabulous author, and he's written, like, hundreds of which is an exaggeration of books. Like, there's one on my bed right now. It's called Magnus Chase that leads off of from Percy Jackson. And it's about um, the Greek gods. How nice. What suggestions do you have for our young readers when selecting a book? When you go into the bookstore as a kid, if you have advice for our little uh, readers, what would you tell them how on choosing a good book for yourself? I try to judge by first just pulling out a random book, reading the first chapter... And if I don't like it, I'll put it back. Sometimes that leads to something very bad because I did that once. And then when mm-hmm. I had to actually check out that book, found it was really awesome. And it was one of my favorite series. But now I keep doubting myself. This is bad. But I like just ch- checking the book out for a little bit. I might like flip into a random page of the book and be like, well, this sounds cool. And I'll yeah. check that book out. If I'm doing a nonfiction book, I kind of look for titles 
that also excite me, subjects that excite me. I want to be a I want to be a researcher at a university for astrophysics, which is a really for an 11-year-old. But so I might look for a book about astrophysics. I also like physical sciences, so I might look for a chemistry book. And then they're all, and then I come to this big section of astrophysics books. So then I'll have to like narrow it down from there. If I'm looking at a giant college textbook, I read, but I would fall asleep on, then I'm going to skip it. But if I'm finding like a normal sized book with a cool cover, astrophysics for kids, then I might give that a try. Right. Favorite author, I might get it. Wow. Some brainy stuff there, you know? <laughs> You know, I want you to advise our little listeners and our young readers on how reading helps someone, how reading helps your mind, how does it help you relax, especially in this time, right, when we can't go out. So I want you to give the young readers some advice on how we can keep ourselves relaxed by reading. When I'm coming back from a completely boring day at school, I had a math test. I had PE and we had to play basketball and I hate basketball. And I'm having such a terrible day because Jeeve was just yelling at me in the car for stealing his chips. And then I get my favorite book and I sit on the right. couch and I eat and I have some hot cocoa, which is such mm-hmm. a good day, but it really helps. I kind of just get to unwind and I don't have to think about my problems. I get to think about Harry Potter's problems. I get to think about Percy Jackson's problems. I get to think about Magnus Chase's problems. I get to think about Alex Bailey's problems. Anyone's problems but my own. I get to learn what they're doing, what hardships they're going through, what good things are happening to them. I get to be like, okay, let's just move this math test-ridden world and go into this one. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful to hear that, you know, you're taking lessons from all these books and how to manage that stress. It's it's really good. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So friends, I hope you all listen to Nila's recommendation of books and what to do when you're bored. Uh, what kind of books should you be reading, how to start, and what sh- why you should be reading, what it does to your mind, how to relax. Uh, listen to this podcast more for next week as I have another guest coming and talking to us about it. Wonderful, Nala. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I can't wait to have you again in our show with another book or series. Until then, I want you all to stay safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Nila. Bye-bye. Bye.